Hey folks, welcome again to another Wheelchair Wednesday. I am your host, Wheelchair Rick. I'm a T3, T4 player plegic. And today we have a special guest coming to us. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of, of her video uh, from a big elk hunt that she did. And you guys can kind of check that out. And then we'll, later on we'll talk to her about it. So check this out and then we're going to go straight into the intro. remember that morning and the thought for the calendar that day was don't let the need for perfection paralyze you golly that just seemed to sum up my whole life i felt like i tried to make everything perfect and i remember them telling my family at 5:20 that afternoon that i was paralyzed from the chest down You don't realize what you have from this chair. It can really speak to people about being a mother or being a woman or being someone to just motivate others or inspire others. There's something inside of you that you didn't lose. You may not have mobility. You, you just can't give up on things because you can do so much more and you have to make each day a moment. All right, folks, it's that time again. Let's welcome our special guest, Lynette Jones. How are you? And that crowd gets rowdy sometimes. How are you? How are you doing? I'm great. Glad to be here. Awesome. Glad to have you. Um, it's kind of crazy how I came about you. I think somebody actually messaged me and said, hey, you know, you should have uh, Lynette on here. And so I kind of did my research and surprisingly enough, found you and found the video and, uh, man, the video blew me away. Like that was just, wasn't expecting that. You know what I mean? Um, yes. And, and everybody watching the video of her going on her big elk hunt, uh, New Mexico, right? Yeah. It was, uh, very, very well put together. Um, it was something that's like, uh, I don't know. It's unexplainable. It's like you would just seen it like pop on TV and it would be there. But it was like watching you and, and doing the, you know, going up the mountain and the coyote and them kind of helping you in and out of different situations and putting the stuff on. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. What was that like? Well, first of all, um, you know, my husband put me in for, you know, different hunts around the area just to try to get me back out into the into the wilderness and hunting and that type of thing and you know before we knew it we we drew an elk tag which was like pretty crazy and um you know i didn't know what to expect but you know we just loaded up the truck and we drove to new mexico and it was actually it's in unit 16d in the gila mountains in um new mexico and if any of you get a chance to look that up it's it's a, a prime hunting spot for elk 
And so we were just super excited. And, and Chad with Able Outdoors um, came along with us and he, it, it was his actual, uh, a film crew that he has. Um, his name is Nick and he's with Crooked Canyon Productions. Oh, and, nice. you know, he just, you know, you it, it's, it's actual hunting. It's not like you are, you know, going into someone's feeder and then the animal's gonna come out and you're gonna shoot it. This is yeah. real. You're going Hardcore. out in the wilderness. Yeah, you're hunting. going out in the wilderness and you're finding them and you're you're hunting them down. Um, exactly. Now, in the video, I've noticed, uh, was that your husband there picking you up and kind of yes. putting you in and out of vehicles and stuff? Okay, because I was wondering, I was like, is that is that part of their package or, oh, you know, no. what is that about? That was him. Nice. That every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the coyote, what was that like? Was that Did you guys bring okay, that or was that, that something that they provided? That was so cool. Um, Chad is actually, you know, kind of a spokesperson for them, and he's done uh, some videos. If you go to their website, the Coyote Outrider, um, you'll see he's doing some fishing videos from the Coyote. It's actually made for able-bodied, um, but he is trying to get this made into something for wheelchair users. Right. So for he brought two of them on this trip with us and um you know i i saw it and i thought oh my gosh how are they going to get me in it but it just had a metal seat we just took my cushion out put my cushion in the seat and then we um put a, a back like a chair cushion cover mm -hmm. and then they strapped in my chest because i can't i don't have balance and then strapped my legs in and there's a, a little toggle switch and you know you hit that button <laughs> and off you go <laughs> that sounds amazing oh i just wish i could tell you I mean, you just don't um i've said this before and i know we'll get there in a moment but for wheelchair users out there you know you're usually waiting for someone to come to you or you know w with this you're able to go with them you're right. going on your side own. by side with them yeah uh, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, because I think, like, looking at that, like, the video, it does look like it's kind of close to the ground. Like, you might need yes. some help getting up. Because, like, me, I've never been kind of that low, you know what I mean, besides doing training and, you know, trying to get myself up off the ground. But, like, just trying to think about getting from the chair into that and then back out of that into the chair again. You're going to need some help, probably. I mean, most of us, you know what I mean? Yes. They're, they're, they're still working on it, so there's no telling what you know, what all they're going to have to, to make it more user friendly. Right now I do got another little bit of footage, um, from, I don't want to give it too much of the video away, but like, cause I mean, it's, it's definitely worth watching, but the final shot that you got, the one that you got them on, um, I took a little clip of that and made that. We'll show that there at the end for the people so they can kind okay. of check that out. Um, okay. but before we get into all that, the first question, um, that I normally ask people is, is, how did it happen? How, what's your explain kind of your injury, how it came about, and how you became a wheelchair user? Well, I was um, I just moved to Waco, Texas, and uh, started a new job. That's why I, I love what you have there with five radio stations. Oh, nice! Your phone and such. Um, but I was a marketing consultant, and um, I was on my way to a live broadcast when. I reached on the floor, leaned over, reached on the floorboard for the directions, 
And as I started coming up, I had gone off the side of the highway and I overcorrected and rolled it six times. And, you know, uh, that's all it was, takes. That's all it takes. You know, so I am a C six, seven quadriplegic from the chest down. Okay. Okay. Um, how uh, is your like m- mobility, like your movement inside the house? I mean, are you able to still like, you know, open doors and gr- like uh, refrigerator, yes. grab drinks, stuff like that? Yes. Like I have hands. This one doesn't, uh, you know, do a lot except with, you know, your tenodesis that you learn. Right. And then this one had a tendon surgery, so I have some grip. Okay. Um, so I, you know, I propel a manual wheelchair, but when I'm going out and about, I, I prefer a power wheelchair just to get me, I, you know, around. Right, right. For sure. It's a lot easier. That's that's for sure. Right. right. Um. The second question that I kind of ask people is, is, is a, it's kind of a, a difficult one. I don't know what would say difficult, but it's kind of weird to, in this aspect of a lot of people say no. And, and the question would be, if you could go back to that day and you could not veer off the highway and flip over and, you know, go through your accident, if you could change that and go back on living your regular life, and just all this that you've learned since then be gone and you just restart from that point, would you do that or would you stay where you're at now? No. There is no... I am the woman I am today because of this chair. Right. And um, I love who I am and it's made me a better person. I can dig it. That's... That's yeah, where I'm at. That's a, and that's what's funny is a lot of people do say, they're like, no, I would keep going just like I am right yeah. now. And it's a lot of people don't understand that. They're like, why? Why would you not want to go back and do this? Why would you not want to live a life without pain every day? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Why wouldn't exactly. you just go back? And, and that's kind of like we were talking before we went live. You know, I mean, I don't I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be doing this today. And yeah. I mean, I believe that I'm helping more people now than I ever have before. Exactly. I hope so, at exactly. least. You know what I mean? Um. The next question is dating slash married, um, or like, what was it like? How is it like? Well, uh, the accident was in 99 and I had just gone through a divorce. Mm -hmm. So I had a very young son and, um, you know, it's difficult for a female, you know, in that dating process because as you know, there's so much that goes on with our bodies. There's so many things that, you know, um, aren't, aren't, you know, easy for people to understand. And, and, you know, it takes a lot to just go out on a date. Oh yeah. Um, and I was just very, very blessed. Um, it was about, let's see, I met him in 2011 and He'd actually asked me to um, speak for his organization, Christian Courage. And, you know, when I first met him, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is the man of my <laughs> dreams. Right. And so it just took him a little bit longer to come around. But um, what was the ease of dating with him? Um, his wife uh, had just battled cancer for 14 years and she had passed. And a lot of the things that he had done with her, done for her, um, he wasn't 
squeamish or squeamish, I should say, or afraid or anything. Right. I mean, I remember, in fact, we'll all get this one. We'd gone to this prison to speak, and I had on a pair of cowboy boots, and I had my bag, leg bag, put into the cowboy boots. <laughs> well, it, it had gotten so full that I couldn't get it out. So oh, no. he, he doesn't know that I have this. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to ask him to get it out. Oh no. Needless to say, he got that out and just said, you know, it was nothing No big for deal, me. right. No big deal. What so, else you got for you me? Know, that, you yep. know, isn't that the truth? So, so my point is, you know, uh, there was a lot of prayer. I prayed, for, I prayed for a man of God with a good back. And I've got oh, there you both. Go. Nice. So yeah, the dating process though, it's it's just it was tough. I but um we've been married since uh 2013 and gosh, we travel, we fish, we hunt, we go all over. If we get an opportunity to go fishing or hunting, we're there. Nice. Nice. And we do a lot of we try to um just spread the encouraging message that you know, life is good. Mm -hmm. you, you, it's what you make of it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's something big too to to you know for people to see and understand that it's just you know it's not over just because it's like you, you, all you got to do is try. Put yourself back out there. Figure out a way to quote unquote get back on the horse. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and keep trucking along. Um, luckily, I mean, I I had my beautiful fiance before. Uh, you know, the okay. accident and, uh, that was a big help getting through, you know what I mean? Like getting through the whole thing as her. And I remember yes. like being like, is she still there? Where's she at? And they're like, calm down. She's yeah. sleeping, like let her sleep. And I'm like, Oh, she's been such an angel the whole time too. So I understand kind oh, of what God. it takes and what, what she goes through. And it's like, it's a lot. It's not easy. It's at a all. lot. Yeah. It's not easy for the caregiver. It is not easy. Yep. You know, it, it's, uh, we have to take good care of them also. Yeah, oh, exactly, 100%. Um, this is a live show, and I got people that will sometimes comment. Um, sure. Our buddy Ben said, I got a walker now. I'll try not to use it, though. He's got back problems um, where it's eventually he's going to have to, like, probably use a wheelchair. Um, so yes. he's just he's got to look forward to it, and it's kind of, like, creeping up on him. That's like kind of where he likes listening and hearing other people's well, stories. If and you are listening, I will say to you, you can get around much faster in a wheelchair mm -hmm. than you can on a walker. Yep. And you're going to save so much more time. Now, you're speaking to a shopper. I like to shop. Uh -oh. So the mobility is awesome. So do not worry. It's all good. Nice. Um, but we were on to the next question, which is the pet peeves. What is your biggest pet peeve about being in a wheelchair? Wow. I've never been asked that. In fact, I don't know if I can even think of one. Kind of takes you oh, a minute unless you got one. Heels. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, well no, because you'd probably get a pressure sore, wouldn't you? No, not so much, but it's just, you know, they don't look. It's not the same. It's just not the same as walking in high heels. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I'm really, I can't think of anything. What's yours? I knew you were going to ask that, too, as I was just thinking about it. And I did have a good one, um, but now I, I forgot about it. Um, a lot of people say they don't like being pushed. 
which I understand that. Like if you're in a manual wheelchair and you're out and about and you got your handles up and somebody grabs them uh, to push you. Um, but I just had one the other yeah, day. I was talking to my fiance and I can't remember what it was. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to make sure now that I think about it and it's like on my yeah. brain, but like, now, I will say if somebody else grabs a hold of the back of me that I don't know very well or whatever, that, that really does get me. Cause it, it scares me. Yeah. You're like, you who know, the heck are you? Gets, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. That has right. happened. Okay. Feel you on that one. Yep. Um, yeah. Now you're gonna make me have to get that one and slap it up somewhere. I always have these different <laughs> reminders to like do certain things um, all around me. But um, so the next question that I have is, what is something? Thank you, Danny Jackson, for that share. Um, I had to turn that noise down. That's super loud. It scares me sometimes. That's when somebody shares that it, it makes a noise. It's you'll see it when you watch it back. Okay. Um, something you wish you could do now that you couldn't like so something that you used to do before right that you can no okay. longer do now being in a chair what is something that you wish you could just do even if it's just well, my, my husband wishes i could cook well that's a good thing you i mean i have seen them um come in and make people's home mods where they can get a roll under stove oh no the house is completely accessible i just don't cook very well <laughs> oh well that's hey there you go there you go. Yeah, um, I can understand that. that. I wish I could do. Oh, dance. Oh, there, there. That's a nice one. That is a good one. Yes. Nice. I wish I could. Dancing is definitely not the same. And like even giving hugs is different when you're not standing straight yeah, up holding it, somebody, it you is. know. When yeah. when my son was little, he would tell me he said mommy i'm gonna straddle hug you so he'd get in my lap and he'd you know put his legs around me mm -hmm. and then as he started getting older he'd put his legs over me and now that he's 27 he just straddles over and just gives me that tight that tight good hug where it's up against each other nice because for years it was hard for me because people would just give you the little tap the yeah tap, the arm around tap. the shoulder and the tap yeah yeah and so i like to say you know i i like a good hearty hug mm -hmm. so that is a good one hugging yeah yep yep um ben says he misses riding bmx used to be a bmx rider um yeah and if you guys have any questions oh if you're God. watching live yeah feel free to ask uh we'll go ahead and ask her um as long as it's appropriate remember that one um, that's the thing about doing a live show. You never know what's going to happen, but we, we keep it, we try to keep it clean with our clean guests. It's all good. You know, there you go. the next question I have for you is a big one for a lot of people is what's your pain level? Like, do you have any pain that you deal with? I do. I have a lot of shoulder pain. Um, it's after many years of, of searching it, um, it's nerve damage in my left shoulder and it's behind the shoulder blade and it's, like a lot of people's, it's like a ice pick. Right. And then in the right shoulder, it's a tone rate torn rotator cuff. Mm. Um, and uh, for me, all of that started when um, I used to do a lot of scuba diving with a group here um, out of Austin called Eels on Wheels. Okay. And we're all obviously in wheelchairs. 
Mm -hmm. And we've been to lots of different places scuba diving. And I felt like if I could use my arms to swim and propel myself, I didn't want anybody to have to pull me through the water like they do with some people. And I just, I just wore them out. So, right. you know, I've had a couple of surgeries on the shoulder. Um, but as far as that, it's, it's mostly just shoulders for me. Right. Yeah. Mine's, uh, just specifically right in the middle, like of my spine, like where the point of injury is. Um, yeah. I think I, I got like two long, big bars that are like connected, holding stuff together. So it's like, if you can imagine, uh, waking up and I remember the first time, uh, I woke up in the, the house when I came back. I'm like, it feels like I got like a metal bar in my back. And she's like, that's because you do. You have two of them. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it took a minute to remember everything. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And it's just constant. Yeah. And, and I never understood chronic pain until like you have to deal with it. But like that is something where, you know, like some people say, well, I'll just do a little bit of, you know, medicinal marijuana or something like that. And I'm like, no, sir, that's not going to touch it. You know, what I mean, I really need yeah. something that's going to cut that pain well. down. And I think that's what's hard for a lot of people is you have to be careful with all of that. Yes. Um, and, you know, so many people will say, oh, well, just use a heating pad or just do this or that. Well, it's it's not as easy as that. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, I've got in our car, um, when I'm not driving, I have a pillow that I have to prop this arm up on. You know, there's just, there's so many things that we have to do. And, and I do hear you on that, like right where my C6 is, um, if the weather's a certain way, man, I can feel right where that break was. I right. can feel that, but, um, yeah, I can't imagine feeling where those rods are. That's, that must be terrible. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not fun. It's something you kind of have to get used to. And sometimes like, you know, on good days when you're well hydrated and maybe after a nice shower and the sun's out and like, you'll kind of forget about it. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I've had nights on the yeah. town where I went, I've had a good time and, um, have a couple of drinks and it's like, you forget about it until, you know, then you kind of get back home and then you're just like, oh, being in your chair for so long or even rides down the road, you know, can be. And I know, yes, a lot of people deal with chronic, chronic pain. Yep. Um, my next question for you is what helped you the most after your injury? You know, when I was in the hospital, um, I went to TIER, which is the Institute for Research and Rehabilitation in Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. And um, they have what call, what, what's called TIER peers. And it's people that have been in an accident that come and kind of talk to you and kind of, you know, uh, tell you what life is going to be like. And, and for me, because my son was four, my biggest goal was to get home and figure out motherhood from a wheelchair. Right. And um, so I think that was my biggest, um, biggest thing was just, that was the goal was getting home to him and, and trying to learn, you know, cause I was in rehab for about four months, just relearning how to do things. Right. Um, I can imagine. And, yeah. um, you spoke a lot yeah. about that uh, during that documentary. That's in the link okay, below. Good. In the link good. below, guys, if you guys want to check that out after this, I'm telling you, it's great. Um, you know, Peter, Peter over here said hydrotherapy works really well with pain, uh, which I've heard. I would like right. to try that. Um, and then my buddy Mike says he had to have a spinal cord stimulator implanted for his back pain. I've heard about that, but I didn't know if it helped. 
Yeah, they wanted to do like puncture with me coming in with some different puncture therapy they do or something. I don't know what like that's the, about. Not acupuncture? Uh, okay. Not exactly. No, it's like where they they uh, put something in you. It's kind of like a numbing agent, I think, all along the back. And you do it once every, I think, three months or so. Wow. But I kind of, I don't like needles. I mean, I got tattoos all over the place, but I'm like, I don't like needles. I don't want to do that. So I haven't really <laughs> chose to do that yet. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Like when I get my blood drawn, I can't stand it. Um, but you got tattoos? I, oh, yeah. I have tattoos all over the place. Like it's. Oh, my gosh. It's different. It's a different thing. Yeah. Um, so my other question to you is what kind of hobbies um, did you have before and after the accident? Did they change at all? Did you pick something else up new? Um, or was it always hunting or. You know what? I um, studied music in college, and um, it was a vocal performance major, and we did operas and musicals and things like that. And after the accident, um, the vocal folds were paralyzed, mm -hmm. and so um, I couldn't really speak above a whisper. And so singing was something that was very important to me um, before the accident. And, um, you know, the vocal cords and folds were restored. And I started working with a voice therapist and started singing again. And nice. so I got that love back. And um, um, but other than that, you know, I've really, really again, with really good friends and an incredible husband, anything you put your mind to, mm -hmm. people can help you with. Oh, exactly. We found a, a, a saddle that was made for a quadriplegic, and it's Velcro straps around my entire torso. So we go horseback riding, we go tubing, we go, you know, just it, it, water skiing. Right. Just anything you can put your mind to, there's an adaptive program there. If you want to go skiing with your kids or your friends or whatever, there's adaptive programs where they'll take you and, and you can learn to ski in that mono ski. I, I just use slight movements of my body to move the uh, actual ski. Now, I was tethered, but I could, you know, turn myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this is on the water. No. Oh, in the snow. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say in the water, you're, you're, I'm not, you can have fun with that. I'll sit on shore and watch it, but snow would probably be fun. Yeah. I did some tubing. Uh, my husband and son got me on the back of a boat, put me on an inner tube and oh, that man. was, that was a blast. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Once you get yeah, past the fear good. aspect of it. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's just like you say, it's, it's, it's an attitude. If you, if you're willing to, uh, you know, let people help you. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. a big barrier that I had to break down personally was like actually kind of uh, asking for help. And I mean, it kind of sucks because you have to accept it. You know, certain things you can't do, like certain people can't bend down and pick something up off the ground. Like if they drop their key or something like that, right. they can't, they just simply can't physically do it. And it's like, I feel lucky enough where I can still do that. So, I mean, there are certain things that I try to still do myself, but um, you know, with my particular level of injury and my particular pain level that I have to deal with certain things I can't do. And I have to swallow my pride and say, Hey, you know what? Can you guys help me do this? Um, and I will, now that you're talking more about that, I will say 
I do miss the full use of my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just, I know you can imagine the, just the things you are unable to do yeah. that you have others to help you with. Um, but there's, there's, there's still adaptive ways for you to do them. It's not quite the same. Um, but being a quadriplegic, it is, you know, you've got your super quads out there, which, um, they, uh, you know, can getting out of their chair in and out of their chairs in a, in a second, almost like a para does. Right. And, um, you know, for me, I have to use a slide board and, and if it's too high, I have to have someone help me get in the bed and, mm-hmm. um, you know, different things like that. So there are some levels of independence that I wish I had. And another thing I'll say too, is it could always be worse. You know what I mean? Like you wake up every morning and you think about, man, look at all the stuff I've lost, but it's like, you know, like comparing even me to you, like I, I can still have use of my hands. And it's like to think about what I can do with my hands and my arms and you can't do is like, imagine that it could always be a different level, you know what I mean? Of something. So that's true. yeah, you don't want to take what you got for granted you know, no, kind of, and that's no. a whole nother thing I had to learn too, you know, as being humble and realizing that, Hey, you're given a second chance, you yes, know, and that's all yeah. there is to it. Yeah. Completely given yeah. a second chance. And, and that's what I do like to tell people is, you know, you, you can t- take that second chance and you can either wallow in it and be depressed and not go anywhere and not do anything, or you can get up and make every single day the best day you can. And mm-hmm. if you if you get down, if you just help one other person, it will make you feel so much better. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the way I feel when I do these things. Is it's like yeah. I don't I don't get paid for it. It's not something that I do for money or for anything like that. I think it's fun first of all because. I'm personally, you know, getting out there and I'm, I'm speaking with people, which I love doing. I'm learning new things. I'm learning more about, you know, certain disabilities and, and other people's, you know, how they handle different situations. And on top of that, I'm actually helping other people, I would think, you know yeah. what I mean? To, to give them the, the content that they can watch to feel like, okay, I'm not the only one. Okay. That's how they did that. Or look at what they did. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Um, right. so yeah, it's, it's definitely worth it, you know, to, to just try. Mm-hmm. Um, my next question I already have, I, I already probably know the answer to, but travel, what do you think about travel? Do you, you, she loves it. Look at her. She's, Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I love to travel. I mean, it is, there are so many people, like I said, wanting to, and willing to help you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, you know, again, since I, I, I married my husband, we have, we love to see these beautiful United States of America. Mm-hmm. And that is just such a biggie. You know, there are so many accessible things. There's accessible trails. There's, um, there's just so much to go and see. And I actually have, a service dog that I got from a group called canine companions and she goes with us oh, and nice. she curls up in the plane, you know, where you say your purse in front of you, you know, that area. Well, I've never this been dog, on a plane, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. 
This dog will curl up in a little bitty ball, and she is a part lab, pot golden retriever. Oh, man. She'll curl up in a little bitty ball, and we fly everywhere, and, you know, we're just, we're very well taken care of, and and accessibility is all over this world. Nice. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's one thing that I that you notice too is is places that you can't get in no more that you used to be able to, but how many more places are actually starting to yes. come around to help you out and are willing to say, Hey, wait, I got something inside. Let me put it up. We can get you in here. And you know, they'll actually help you and do what it takes. And it's all about research. My Oh yeah. Barry is my husband. He will research every trip to the last detail to make sure that where we're going is accessible as it can be. Right. And we all know as wheelchair users, those of that you that are listening, you know, they may say it's got a roll in shower. Mm. It may not always be that roll in shower you think it's gonna be. No, that's but, a more of a pop a wheelie and get <laughs> get your butt in yes, there. That's exactly right. I know exactly what so, you're talking about. You know, there's ways. Um before we get to the last question, um I'm gonna go ahead and play the clip of that final kill that you got on the elk um it's just a real quick clip but we'll go ahead and play it for the people real fast and then we'll come back and i'll get your final answer for you um so by by the way people like i said there is a the documentary the video is in the description down below if you guys want to watch that afterwards uh this is her final shot that she hunted with the big elk over in new mexico let's check this out got him you got him wow that's impressive still i look at that and i'm like wow that's awesome um but yeah and then after that final shot you actually went to the animal so they they put you back in the coyote is that what it was that and was you went up there the neatest part again uh for me was um i knew how far away it was and so for them to put me into that coyote strap me in and say we're going and you know i'm walking beside them and here comes a big creek i'm like how am i going to get over that tree that creek and they said you're going to gun it <laughs> and so i just pushed back and i mean i flew over the creek and i mean you literally you go over trees you go over it, it's an amazing little vehicle and right. it's light enough that if you get kind of stuck somewhere Someone just picks up the back end and scoots and you over. You? Nice. So um, I really, I don't think I realized how large an elk was. Mm -hmm. Because when you get there and and you're looking at this, I mean, they're very large animals. And they're yeah. just beautiful. From that so video, majestic. you can't really tell how uh, big it is until like the end of the, in the, in the documentary, which is in the link in the description, guys. Once you go up there and I see you hold on to his antler, like you're literally up here holding on to the and it's not even the top. It's there's still more to no. go. And it was just like, wow. And then watching them carry it down like they actually did the uh, um, took it really apart right there. Right. Kind of pieced them they, out they, and then brought them down. Yeah. 
and every they, piece of them was used, I'm sure. And oh yes, yeah, it's typical fashion. It was uh, it was really neat because right when we got back to camp, um, you know, they had the tenderloins and they took it straight, put just a little seasoning on it, and put that on the grill. Oh, that's probably and delicious. All had tenderloin. Nice. Uh, that that night, so that was pretty cool. That is awesome. Uh, my final question for you, Lynette, is what is the best piece of advice you would give to somebody right now who has been newly injured? So just like me, when I was laying in that hospital bed and I'm looking at YouTube and I'm watching this, what would be the biggest piece of advice? First of all, I would say don't be so hard on yourself. Take your time and don't ever give up. Don't quit something that i loved at the rehab the rehab hospital i was in they said don't say you can't say i can't yet right i like and that just keep that that attitude of and, a, and an attitude of gratitude will get you a long way mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah. well i appreciate you coming along um and telling us about you know everything um answering our questions um and it's been a blast i mean i that that video i, I put in my saves because i'm like that's just something you can watch and show people you know what i mean from time Good. to time you can keep pulling Thank it back you. up yeah Good. so definitely if you get a chance and you talk to those people again or maybe i will let them know they did a great job i will happily tell them for sure <laughs> Um, spreading the good news. Yep, and then what we're going to do is stay with me after we're done here, um, and then we'll close out. And then um, we always, I think what we're going to do is we're going to keep all of our people that we've talked to, and then we might check up on you. It might be a year okay. or something. We'll call it, you know, come back to you yeah. and see how you're doing, see how everything's going, have some follow-up questions or something, and then uh, we'll keep you in the family, so to speak. That sounds good. All right. Well, um, thanks all our viewers for watching. Thanks for all the questions. Um, if you guys know anybody that would be interested in doing a wheelchair Wednesday, please, you know, just send me a message. Hit me on up and we'll go from there. Um, otherwise, we will see you next Wednesday with another special guest. Um, thank you all for watching and we'll see you later.